Shout out to Fino and Black, this music lover. Juan Burgundy, Silent A's Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm here representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. What is good, everyone? You're listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, and it is another Wednesday night. I feel I don't know why. I know we did an episode last week, and yet it still feels like we haven't done an episode. Or do we? We didn't do an episode last week, did we? We did not. We didn't. That's why it feels like that's that. why it feels like it. I thought I was tripping, y'all. I was like, why do I feel like we didn't do an episode? But I know we did episodes recently. I feel like we didn't. But we get we didn't, so I was right. All right, so yeah, welcome back. Sorry, we took a hiatus. I don't remember. I think Deidre went home. I don't remember what I had to do last Wednesday. Yeah. Deidre went home. I had family over. I was in California. I might have had screeners. I have screeners all this month. Like it's, I'm seeing three to five movies a week. It's kind of ridiculous right now. But are they good though? Some of them are and some of them aren't. Like I didn't even go to Ford versus Ferrari tonight. I just didn't even feel like I, oh, I gotta go. see that. I can't wait to fucking watch that movie. Yeah, I'm just gonna see it next week. I'm just gonna use my Regal Pass to go see that one. But let's see. I don't know. Like that's that. one of my favorite stories in general, like outside of it being a movie. So when I found out that it was a movie, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I know anything. GT. About it. Yeah. Like I know what the trailer showed me last time i watched it that was about it that's all i know basically it's about a dude who got so mad and petty about a grudge that he had with a different company that he created one of the greatest racing cars of all time out of spite anger drives there it is that's the tagline yep so i gotta i'll go see that next week i think this week i saw marriage story and Dr. Sleep. And Dr. Sleep is long. So after that, I was like, I can't. I can't do another two Did it put you to sleep? I was going to ask the same thing. That seems, that's like the obvious question, right? I it, mean, but did it? No, it didn't. It didn't put me to sleep. But... Did it put you near sleep? Nah, it's just... It, it definitely drags in parts. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I feel like somebody wanted to make the book that somebody wanted to make Dr. Sleep, which I haven't read yet, but I did finish reading the show. Okay, so it is a book. Yeah, it is a book. Yes, it's, it's a continuation of The Shining. So I finished reading oh, The Shining okay. before I watched Dr. Sleep. And then I went to see Dr. Sleep. So I'm kind of glad I did because it also felt like, while it felt like at one time they wanted to make a book for Dr. They wanted to adapt Dr. Sleep into a film. I feel like the same person also didn't like the way they changed up the ending for the shining film. So they decided to take some of that stuff from the shining and put it in Dr. Sleep, which was very awkward. It's like two films put together. And I think it has a fourth act. I don't know if I've seen a film that has a fourth (laughs) act, 
but I'm pretty sure Dr. Sleep gets really close to having what could be considered a fourth act in a movie. So it's, 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 I think at Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's like a 74% rating from critics and like 90 something rating from audiences, maybe or something, whatever the rating is from critics, it's appropriate. It's, it's good enough for, for you to go spend your money on. Like it, it gets the job done. Okay. And I went to see a Jojo rabbit and thoroughly enjoyed that. That's movie. such an oh, amazing man. movie. I really want to see that. It's the cutest comedy. It's the cutest dark comedy yeah, ever. It, it, like I thought I came in with my own like notions of what it was going to be. Uh huh. And then about a, about halfway through, it just turns into something else. And you're like, Oh, like, like there's so much heart. And it like you just think I right, it's gonna be like a real kind of like screwball comedy type of thing, yeah. And it ends up not being that at all. No, it's super endearing. Just, just a lot of heart, well written, great characters. The Scarlett Joe is going up this year, dog. Like, wait till you see Marriage Story. Oh my god, her and Adam Driver together as a couple is just phenomenal acting on screen. I mean, look, we all knew that Scarlett could act. I don't think people know she Scarlett can be, act. She just she keeps people talking. that she already looks like rather yeah, than people she, she, don't she, like. Stop talking about no, it. No, legit, dog. I don't think people know Scarlett Joe can act. I think people just see her as Black Widow and they've never watched, paid attention to her and other stuff. And they weren't uh-huh. aware that Scar Joe can actually fucking act her ass off. Yeah, she can act. She's been going up this year. Her, I mean, Adam Driver too, like Adam Driver is like easily one of my new favorite, one of my favorite actors right now, period. That man just, I don't, his range, his dynamic range for emotional expression. He's the reason I watched girls for so fucking long. Cause he was that good on there as a character. And he's the only one doing something now from that show, which does a lot. Cause. <laughs> Cheryl Williams got a, uh, whatchamacallit. She got to get out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Allison Williams, not Michelle Williams. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, huh? Yeah, Allison's, she had get out. She ate cereal through a straw. That was a thing. She did Peter Pan before that, though. That was also a thing. So (laughs) (laughs) she she needs to tread lightly with her choices. But this is not a movie podcast. This is a talk about whatever the fuck we want podcast, which is why y'all just listen to us talk about films. Which is why we talk about movies right now. Yeah, matter of fact, we don't got to. We do it because we want to. I'm just gonna go ahead and do this now. I was gonna do this later in the show, but I just do it now. So she started talking about films. While I look this up, first off, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, which is probably where you're listening to us at, or Podomatic. I thoroughly recommend Castbox at this point. I use it for everything. Is it's just such an easy podcast app to use. It's very intuitive. The GUI system is easy and it legit be showing you some, you know, commendable podcasts on the front page. It'll just be showing you whoever paid the most to get their shit up front. Like it legit be like, these are podcasts that a bunch of people actually like, not like the person who hosts the podcast, but actually listen to this fucking podcast. And it has like an indie section. So go in there, check it out. If you listen to us on Castbox, leave a review. If you don't listen to us on CastBox, instead of leaving, I'm not going to say don't leave Where's My 40 Acres a review on whatever platform you use, especially iTunes. I think we're over like 300 reviews or ratings right now. Hell yeah. But what we really need, what I really need 
is for people to go leave reviews over at MTR Network for movie trailer reviews. There is absolutely no reason why we should not be considered critics on Rotten Tomatoes at this point, because I've looked thoroughly to the amount of critics that they have added over the time period, and they definitely do not have more clout than we do. So the only reason I think we can't get through is because they keep, they're they're really putting a nail in on this fucking iTunes rating number. I don't know why, but they're real high strung on it. So please go over there. I don't care what podcast you leave. You could be like, I like boo-boo stains, five stars. And you could just leave it there. Please. Like my favorite movie is Terminator three. I'm not going to judge you, but that's, that's false. You can still leave five stars for that. Go do that. Be like, I like watching Mac and me on my birthday that you're broken, but you can still leave five stars. Please go to movie trailer reviews on iTunes and leave five stars. We need like 50 reviews or something or 40 reviews to get to 200. And then we can be critic approved. Despite the fact that we're doing film festivals and we're legit film critics in the DC and Baltimore area. That doesn't mean anything. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead and leave reviews and help us out. Please push us forward. Get some black choices. Get some black opinions up in there. Cause I've seen some of the other black opinions and y'all they ain't with us. Um, I'm, I'm, they're not with us, y'all. Bunch of Armand Whites. Oh man, huh? Just that dude, that nigga. Yeah, that, that nigga. Hey, oh, let me, let me do this list. So since I just pulled it up, so there was a huge debate about Harriet, all on social okay. media last week. Which is it out, out, yeah, or it is it out, just out for like critics? No, it shit? came out last week. It came out okay. last week. I don't know. Like, um, listen. I wasn't a fan. The, the the usual black critiques. It was it was weird because there's that new like ADDOS ADOS group or whatever. Like now, black people who hate blank things that aren't black enough. Whatever the fuck that group is. I what don't is know this? anything about this shit. I don't man. I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not. Who are I'm these Negroes? Exactly. I'm too, I'm too old for stuff now. I ain't got time for <laughs> that. But so so I'm assuming. Did y'all see it? Did either of you? See, I know Mike. You didn't see it. No, I, I, I wasn't planning on going to see that shit. Okay, so I wasn't not planning on it, but I just don't ever be going to the movies. Well, the, the next movie I, I'm seeing is Ford v Ferrari. Now I when it first the trailer first came out, whenever ago I thought about it. <laughs> And then the closer it got to it, I was like, mm, I don't know. Also, I'm at a point right now where I feel like I don't need to go to see something to be triggered. I feel you. But then after, like, I think when the first, when I saw the first reviews came out there and they were just like, they were just adding different people or just not being historic, kind of like they did with like the Nat Turner jump. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why? Right. So why? that's history. The history is there. This woman I don't know. literally broke out of slavery, went back multiple times broke other people out and then became a spy for the civil war like that is enough movie no dog like, and then and then you started need to do nothing the, else <laughs> and then was a was one of the women that worked for and started the women's suffrage movement after being a spy like, like you don't need to do nothing else just just it should be a documentary <laughs> it should be she, it should be exciting enough what's, what's my man that, that died they um started apple <laughs> um Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. She's like the Steve Jobs of black suffrage and oppression, dog. Like she was in that perfect time period to have contributed to a bunch of things Everything. in her lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's weird and and this is just my quick opinion. I think it's a very grade school 
PG leaning on 13 ish version of the Harriet Tubman story. It's definitely not anything in there. You don't already know. And it also does not provide a good enough reason for why she should be on the $20 bill. When we all know exactly why her face should be on the $20 film. I feel like the film is safe. I feel like it's, it's definitely not your typical slave film, but it's also not a very good black hero story. It it just kind of, it kind of dabbles in the middle and it sits there it, and it squats. It did her a disservice. It, oh, absolutely. It in my opinion, absolutely. Because, Doug, it, it, for her whole, she saved a bunch of slaves. It's a relay race, though. She literally ran the same route. It, they turned it into a slave free in montage. It reminded me of the first Captain America film where they was like, look how strong Cap is. We're going to take down these different Nazi warehouses that he put weapons at. And it's the same thing every scene. He kicks in the door. He walks in blazing. Kicks in the door, walks in blazing. Same thing with Harriet. Ran back, couldn't get my family, came back with 50 slaves, though. Ran back, couldn't get my family, came back with 50 <laughs> slaves, though. Slave, though. <laughs> well, it, it's just, it, it is what it is. My whole thing was, like, if you want to see Harriet, go see it. With all of these movie pass shits and subscription services and niggas wanting to get out and do something for the weekend. Yeah, like, have if fun. You go see it, go fucking see it. Don't let anybody tell you not to fucking see it. My opinion is my opinion. I'm a critic. Because I like talking about films and people like listening to us talk about films, but I'm not a critic put here to tell you what you should go see and what you shouldn't fucking go see at this point. Like, I shouldn't have went and saw it. That was my fault. I sat in there with Cassie Clemens and all of them at Middleburg and watched that movie thinking that it might not be as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it ended up being worse for me. That was my experience. That might not be your experience. You might be thrilled and like, you know, you might stand up and clap and cheer and have a moment with God like she did. I didn't have that, but I'm not telling you not to go. What I don't appreciate, though, like legit don't fucking appreciate, along with the just the, the, the lies about the film. Like there is not a white savior in that fucking movie. The lead villain is not a black slave hunter. Like those are lies. Don't don't believe that bullshit. It's fucking lies. Most people didn't see the goddamn movie. The the thing also on on the on the flip side of that though, I'm also not about to sit here and let you niggas who did see Harriet or who are trying to guilt people, Essence Magazine, into going to see Harriet by acting like it's the only black film in theaters right now that tells our story. Go fuck yourself. That's a goddamn lie. There are a bunch of films this year that your asses should have went to see or your asses should be going to see over the next couple of weeks. And I got a fucking list sitting right here for you in case you didn't know. So they see me. I, I hate the fact that <laughs> look at one point we had to go do this, right? There was a thing. There was a thing about supporting. We've gotten to the Fortunately, we've gotten to the point in movies where there are a lot of black stories being told by black people. And there's a whole bunch of them out there. So I'm not forcing nobody to see no slave movie. If you're saying, I just don't want to see it, or I think the movie's bad, or you know what? I, I don't want to be triggered. So I'm not going to see it because those movies aren't made for us. They're not made for us to tell us that we know the story. We in the story. They're made to show this story to other people who ain't us. Mm-hmm. So like if like you said, if you want to see it, then that's great. Go see it. Like you know what I mean. Like have fun. I don't. I just don't think the movie's gonna be that good. I don't think it's that but, good. And I've seen it. So here, here's a list of films you can go. Here's a list of other films that you can be like. You know what? I didn't vote for Harriet, but I did vote for these. Here's my sticker. 
in in case a nigga try to hold you up outside the corner store like did you go see Harriet nigga here you go get your pen and get your pen and pad ready last black man in San Francisco find it find it alright man I, no, I got it, it. dude <laughs> look, look so my girl we couldn't find it anywhere so we literally gonna get it from the library right mm-hmm. it hasn't even come to the library yet and there's we're number order. 43 in line there's a back order yeah I know it it's, oh, it's gonna grow it's gonna grow <laughs> because it's that good Last Black Man in San Francisco. Dolomite is my name, which is currently on Netflix right now. You don't even Can't have to go to the theater for that. that we watching Can't it this week. to watch it. Can't wait to watch it myself. You don't even have to go to the theater. It's gonna. It's on Netflix. Like just, you already got it. Just watch it. <laughs> you got it. Queen and Slim, which comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, I definitely want to see that. Go fucking hell see yeah. it. Like, what the hell? 21 Bridges, Black, which comes Black out in a couple Bonnet of weeks. Clyde. 21 Bridges, Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther in the real world. Like, go That's watch right. it. Black, Black Super Cop. Loose, which is available right now. You can watch it. You can digitally watch it right now. L U C E Loose. Go watch Don't it. Don't know who that is. It it's it this one of the I forgot the actor's name in it. It's Calvin Harris Jr., I believe is his name. Is acting opposite Octavia Spencer and he plays a student that is kind of playing a ba- a back and forth game with Octavia Spencer. He's a sociopath. She's a crazy black woman. It's amazing fucking story. Go watch it. It's a great movie. Um Waves. Another great fucking movie. This is from I'm the, looking forward to Waves. Waves man. is amazing. Waves is Waves. same actor. Uh, Calvin Harris Jr. plays the son of Sterling K. Brown, and he just is going through some shit. He's he's heavy into sports. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on in his life. It's just kind of about him being a teenager, and some tragic shit happens, and it will have you in the theater tearing the fuck up. And then it turns into another film that is also just as fucking amazing. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. Like it's so goddamn good. Oh, and I have the director's contact, which he wanted to talk about hip hop. So I got, th- I just, I just reminded myself that I need to uh, hit him up via email and get him on the podcast because he was absolutely interested in coming on the podcast and talking about hip hop. And get him to give us some screeners so we can watch the movie and have relevant questions to ask him when he comes on the show to talk about rap music. And just in case y'all are like, well, who is this director that did Waves? This is the guy that did It Comes at Night. It's uh, some guy you ever heard of named Steven Spielberg. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you ever heard of him? It's, it's, not, it's not Spielberg. But this is an A24, this hardcore A24 Oh, oh it's the same dude that did uh, It Comes at Night? Yes. Cool. Like me and him just sat and rapped and talked about just music and how he chose his music and et cetera, et cetera. So he's you definitely- rap like the way the old people mean it or did y'all like sit in freestyle and then y'all started talking about movies and shit? You're trying really hard right now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. I hope you did what- um, Mike just said, no. "That's what I hope." Honestly, nay, nay on the front. Yo, let's rap. He was like, "All right, son, put on that Benjamin's beat. Let's get it." <laughs> What's crazy is I would have did it if they had threw a beat on it, been like rap. I'd have been like, for the for the audience, I'll do it. I'll do it because that movie was that amazing. Um, Just Mercy, which is a sto- a black hero story about black history in America. If you need to see a film about some actual black people who went through the struggle. Jamie Foxx, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson. Great film. Go watch it when it comes out. Clemency with Alfred Woodard. I'm not giving my opinion on this film, but it's coming out. Go watch it. It's her and like Aldous Hodges. It's, a, it's, it's coming out. Atlantics. Did not get to see it at Middleburg Festival. Heard it's fucking amazing. I think it's directed and written by a black woman um, about her family. And yeah, you're going to hear about this a lot more come Oscar time. Watch it when it comes out. Fast Color, which is available, has been available most of the year. Fast Color, very good movie. I enjoyed it. 
No excuses. Go watch it. Go watch it. And I didn't even mention the other films. that I didn't even put other films on the list that you should have seen already, like Us. Should have seen it already. Black horror film, black family, black director and writer and producer. Go, go, go watch it. There's no reason for people to guilt you into going to see Harriet if you don't want to. Absolutely no reason. They're way too, and these and, are just some of the films. I didn't even, I didn't name all the black films that are you know available right now. I feel like that only happens, because look, I feel like it only happens when the movie ain't good. <sighs> Did you hear anybody talking about, go see us, support black people, because people was already going to see it. I got <laughs> The nothing. first trailer came out and everybody was like, yep, we in. <laughs> I feel like it's very basic to, the, look at it this way, look at it this way. Like, Joker, Joker still beat it at the box office in like his fourth week. Like, people going to see what they want to see. And if they don't want to see Harriet, because if you talk about making a film about prominent black figures in history, period, and you make a Harriet Tubman film and you got to tell niggas to go see it. If it was, if it was, because I, I, I thought it was funny that niggas was like, go see this Harriet film because y'all acting like y'all don't want to see a Harriet film. And yet all y'all was watching Underground. So it must not be about Harriet because when Aisha Hines showed up, as Harriet and Underground, niggas was all for it. Niggas was like, yo, I'm ready. And then WG in America canceled it because they got brought by a conservative company. So it went away. Yeah. But if Aisha Hines had popped up again, and they ain't got no bearing on Cynthia Revo's acting skills because that woman is an amazing fucking actor. But if Aisha Hines had popped up and Harriet looked like it was going to be Underground Harriet style Harriet, then niggas would have been more forthgoing to, to get out and watch it. And that that's, to me, that's... That's my opinion. Also, just be real too. There's a lot of black women that don't mess with that actress. I mean, a she, they, she, I mean, she, she said about uh, black people, like you know, I me mean, uh, being African and African American. Like, I get it, but I ain't seen them niggas being that. At, I ain't seen niggas ma- as mad at her. I ain't seen niggas get as mad as as. I ain't, I'm trying to get this straight in my head. I, I, have seen, not, I don't know. We're going to figure out. We I'm having a short circuit. Eventually. I have not out. seen niggas get as mad as nigg- at niggas like Ja Rule and other people coming out saying y'all like chicken sandwiches more than y'all like to vote as mad as they got at Cynthia Revo. So, like, y'all just do it. A lot of y'all just mad at her because she's not from the U.S. and she said some shit. But niggas on Twitter been talking shit about black Americans all fucking week over this chicken sandwich and voting. So Which is delicious, know. by the way. I, I also, is, a, is the argument you just did just did you just do the chicken sandwich argument? No, I'm saying Ooh. niggas should no no no. I'm saying niggas are mad aren't mad. Like niggas uh-huh. aren't mad at people making that argument. They're not as uh-huh. mad as them and they are at, at her for saying what she said, which was light work. In my opinion, what she said won't even that heavy for niggas to be splitting hairs over it. But Mm, that's that's my opinion. I don't know. Killer Mike get up and say the same shit about y'all niggas, and y'all be like, he's so smart. Look at him on Bill Maher. I mean, yeah, there's always dumb people out there. Yeah, checking for hymens. So, but like I said, if the movie was good, <laughs> you wouldn't have to say, bro. And that's the thing you had to, you had to drag people out to see something. That's good. I did not see. Shoot, before we even knew what Jordan Peele did, when Get Out first came out, I didn't see people being like, "Gotta go support this." It's black. I don't remember seeing that. Nah, 
I just remember being like, yo, this shit, this shit is good. I also feel like niggas is, is niggas was ready to celebrate too. They were like, Harriet Tubman movie set to make $10 million opening weekend, which is sad, makes $12 million. So it surpassed expectations. And then I went and I looked, I said, Hey niggas, did, did, did y'all remember a little movie that came out earlier this year called little that shit made $14 million opening weekend. And it ain't about one of the greatest black heroes in black history ever. Also, another movie you could go watch that had black people in it that was funny. Very true. I'm not saying it's one of the good ones, but it's cool. It's it's cool. But I mean, it was it was funny. I enjoyed it. It was like if you if you want a nice Sunday evening at the movie theater. Yeah, Ashley enjoyed it, and y'all got these passes now. Y'all can go see it one of your three day your one one movie yeah, a day passes. I mean, like I'm just a person now. Like I'm I'm happy now that black people can make mediocre movies. I hate that. No, and still, uh, still no. Look, look, I'm just saying it's not a thing argument. where you should aim for that. But before it was like, all right, you make that. We're not seeing another black movie for the next five years. Now it's like, ah, eh, you can make it. We can make this thing. Kevin Hart can make Night School. Uh, see, but niggas been. I hate. When be people, fine. I hate when people say that because niggas been making mediocre films since nigga been, niggas been making movies, and and they they don't always they don't do bad. Like that's always been a thing. So when people are like, now we can make mediocre movies and they can do they can get supported and there's like a there's not a lane for it we need better films throughout the years we need less kevin hart films please but we won't get that because his films make 90 million dollars and 70 million dollars so we won't get a better film nothing wrong with being the black adam sandler do that shit Uh, make a career it is a problem because there's so bring all your friends but for for the one adam sandler there are all these other white directors making great films and it's not the same for black people right now. Like, for, yeah, do it. You just made a lot of great black films that are not getting clout. Say so I, many I did that did. are not getting banked not like Adam Sandler that. films. That's what I'm saying. They're not getting banked like Adam Sandler films, dog. That's, that's my point. Like that's, yeah. that's why, that's why I hate when people are like, now we but can I make like, mediocre films. But I like, I like indie art films. A lot of these, I, I like the indie art films that, that, because that's what I'm seeing a lot more of when it comes to black people. That's a lot what, of indie and, films and that, I would, that, like, that, I, that I look at and be like, I'm glad you're making that. I probably ain't going to see it, but I'm glad you're making that. You know, like I keep seeing all of this praise of Tyler Perry Studios and niggas making all these films at Tyler Perry Studios and yet Tyler Perry's still making terrible fucking movies. Like, it doesn't matter if he got 200 acres of studio, if he won't hire different black directors to do movies under his name. What is the you don't point? have it, but like the thing is, but that's a good thing about having a studio. You're not doing it under the name; you're just using the studio. That's if he uses man. We'll see. Like I say, listen. I don't. I don't see the point. I don't see the point of having a studio that size if you only gonna do some big name movies under it, and you still don't use your platform to give jobs to all these talented brothers and sisters out here that are writers, directors, and cinematographers. When Ryan Coogler still has to get hired but, by somebody like Disney or another white company, when niggas wait for Plan B to open a door for them before Tyler Perry Studios to open a door for them, that's a problem. Now, we, that's that, a problem. the thing is, are we, are we talking, are, we, are you talking having a place to shoot the movie or financing a movie? I'm talking, both! He can do okay. both. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> asking a question. Don't, I'm, don't attack me, man. <laughs> I'm asking Tyler, a clarification. Tyler Perry has Tyler Perry is linked in with BET Plus right now. The two new yes. shows that came out on BET Plus are both written, directed, 
and produced by Tyler Perry. Yep, yep, that's what he does. Why are we? Why is he still doing that? Why is he still he, doing that? Because he keeps all the money. Ex- exactly. That is the reason why. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, exactly. And it, and it it trips me out because people like Ava DuVernay. When you look at Queen Sugar and you look at the credits, there are multitudes of directors and producers for those episodes and writers for those episodes. Insecure, multitudes of directors and producers for those episodes. Atlanta, blackish, you know, uh, mixed-ish, grown-ish. They all have different directors, writers, and producers per episode. People getting a flex on. You look at Tyler Perry products and it's Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, and Tyler Perry. And it's like, bruh. Okay. Autumn I mean, Acres. He can do that if he want. He can. He, he can. I'm just not going to celebrate him doing shit. I just, I don't care because it should be better projects coming from him. It should be better projects coming out of his house at this point. There's just no fucking excuse. And I, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm over I can't it. say I fully agree with that. That's fine. I don't care if they shooting bad boys and coming to America at Tyler Perry Studios. I really don't care. <laughs> they could shoot them films any fucking where. Like, I, 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 I just don't care. Until yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm never be a person to be like, okay, you got a studio now. You need to do what I want you to do with that studio. That's not studio. what I'm saying. I'm not saying do what I want you to do. Do something for your fucking people outside of just being like I did everything myself, and it's also mediocre as shit. But he has. He has what? Now, Done it for we, himself and it's all mediocre? You're right. He has. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of, there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of stuff he's putting in there, a lot of people in the background. Ooh. That's all historic through his thing. Now, he doesn't do a lot of directors because he writes and directs this stuff, but we're talking about just people, key grips, all that good stuff that's in there. That's already a proven, that's already a proven record. That's there. All right. Now, uh, if he's, uh, is he birthing filmmakers and stuff? I don't know about that. I could, you know, would I want him to do more of that? Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna sit there and say he's done nothing. I'm saying this: the things he, the thing he provides to the culture right now is mostly status. It ain't. It it definitely isn't filmography, and it isn't TVography, dog. It's not shit that you're gonna collect and be like twenty years from now. Hey, man, you ever seen this Tyler Perry show? Like, fuck out of here! It's not good quality shit. And it doesn't make any sense that I got to wait for Brad Pitt to find the next great director that's black. That's crazy to me. I don't know. Like I said, that's crazy to me. Don't it don't make no sense to me. You know, and them dudes don't make nothing. It ain't got to make the sense. I know it ain't got to be. Don't make sense. It is what it is. It's sad. It is what it is. It is, and it is. Maybe the bigger problem though is that. There's only the like we shouldn't have to rely on Tyler Perry because there should be more shit in the first place. How do we get that though? If we have like if you have Oprah Winfrey's and Tyler Perry's and people at the top who do have the money to start because it is it's about investment at the end of the day. If you ain't taking an, if you ain't making an investment into black creatives for them to grow, then nobody will come out. Like Ryan but, Coogler I didn't mean, come like, out of they, nowhere they and direct make, one. They Ooh. could be making investment. I'm saying uh, they could be making investment and they're just bad. They just pick bad people. Who, Twan? No, no, no. I'm just hearing what I'm saying. You're sitting there saying like they need to invest in these black people who I already know are great. My thing is they could be picking scripts and stuff like that. And it could just be bad. It's Ta- like, it's like, a, it's like a person in sports picking a bad draft. No, nah, no, nah, bro. Like, you yeah, know the names, the though. 
that dude ain't that good. Dog, you know the names of these people. Twan, who are the directors that Tyler Perry has picked for scripts producing and stuff, dog, on his projects at that level? I can't who? name you directors that because any show has picked. Because they don't exist, just Twan. I don't in, know them. Nigga, it's, just look at the credits. They don't exist. I'm not, look, they yeah, don't exist. I, dude, I'm not sitting here saying that you wrong, man. Calm down. I feel you, but don't bring up that I'm argument saying, if it don't not, got no No, it's not, to it, it's not an argument. It's just saying that's a thing. You're, if you can say that this is definite, like, I'm just saying, I'm not necessarily saying it's definite. I'm saying it can go both ways. Just because you we feel that one thing is happening doesn't mean that's necessarily what it is. Because you make it like he's like they're just shunning that stuff. I'm I've seen Oprah pick like, people. I'm, Oprah don't get good taste. I've seen Oprah pick Tyler Perry. I mean, he, she picked Dr. Oz. That was horrible. Well, she also picked the Yonla. Dr. Phil too, right? Nobody, yeah, but she, <laughs> uh, but Dr. Phil making a whole lot of fucking money. I'm asking. Though. I think she no, did. No, for real, for real. She did, but so he Oprah made a, got bad taste as well. She, she did. I didn't even realize. Yo, yo, she now. picked him, but he make a whole lot of fucking money. See, like, I would look. I was trying to get Oprah to pick me. I was going to write me. I was going to graduate time, give me some letters behind my name, and, and write a little super self help book. And she, and, get and on she, Oprah show. I give it. She it's picked not too late. She put Apple on the network. Like she got I mean, on she, network. she ain't got the show no more. Like I don't know what she still got. She said the over book club. I might better get on this. Boy, you don't want to read them books. Don't nobody really don't read them books. No, I don't oh, want. I don't, I, don't, I don't want her to read. I I just want her to endorse my book so I can make money. Because my Why, book is going to They ain't going to read your corny. book either. They just going to buy it because she told them to. It's going to. Again, this is all I want. I'm not trying to get people to read what I'm saying. I'm writing some self-help dribble and then getting this, this sold out. Some self-help dribble self-help <laughs> dribble like that's it i'm not saying i'm not saying that, ta- that they need to invest in if you make an investment in young talent coming up winning awards at the very ground level where they haven't worked on a big project yet which again is where ryan coogler came from he didn't he didn't come out of nowhere and just start directing black Panther. my man had to do three films that made white people go hmm we want to give him some money to get to that level it is kind of come out of nowhere no he no he had to do fruitville station nigga like that had to be done. I know. Okay, I know. That's, come Somebody on, gave him money to do that. Yeah, a very, very small amount of money. And that just, film didn't even I'm get the saying, nominations Ryan, look, it deserved. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away your argument. I'm just saying, Ryan Coogler rose very quickly. Ryan Coogler rose over four years because he did four stellar three, projects. But, but like, I mean, that's still, that's still fairly quickly, man. He got three films like, yeah, that's great. Disney, like, did, Disney was like, quick. we need it's good for him. Disney was like, great. we can either give Martin Scorsese $140 million or we can give Ryan Coogler like four. We'll give him four and see, let's see what this nigga do. You know, and if, if, if Black Panther is terrible, at least we can say, well, it's the black director's fault. It's not our fault. I, I'm just saying the man rose very quickly and that was good for him. Well, yes. if you make, that is correct. If you make I'm just saying, he, I'm just saying films, he objectively he rose very quickly. He did because he made really fucking good projects. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's it if some if somebody else had invested, the script they were his scripts. So you know, it's not like Ryan brought his script. Those aren't hit those were his written projects. He just needed money. Yeah. I feel you. I'm just saying some people just ain't got taste. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, that's a legit thing. You well you you know what? And you 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 are you are learning about this or, right now. Or they got taste for there's a, a certain there's a certain people they have taste for. <laughs> I, I agree. Buy their I'm, stuff. I'm not saying that that's not true, but you have a, like a direct connection to if you don't actually taste some new shit, then you won't you won't have good taste at all. 
Cause you won't know the bad from the good. Tyler Perry don't taste new shit. He eating the same chicken nuggets every film, every show. It ain't changing. That's my argument. Like, yeah, you gonna find some bad ones. If you really investing like that, you gonna find some, hell. He invests in these terrible ass shows. He ain't got no problem putting out knockoff girl girlfriends. Like that sisters is knockoff girlfriends. Girlfriends with extra silhouette. Like, yeah, he, he. I mean, he don't have a problem doing that because usually he's already he earmarked the deal to get him shows. this stuff. He stole that's, two I mean, that's, shows. I, that's the same thing he did with like with, when he came out with um, House of Pain and stuff. He was like, "Y'all gonna buy these two hundred episodes, and I'm gonna make them." <laughs> he just stole the ideas. Like this was like, "Oh man, I wonder what sisters gonna be about." Four black women dealing with relationships and being friends. We've seen this before. It was developed by a white person. His name was Kelsey Grapper. <laughs> you should be happy that a black man took it back. Only if you take it back and remaster it. The people. <laughs> he took it back and sold people. it. He took it back from the white man. <laughs> he took that and then he and then he, he took, took some from back. the black woman. Then he took we some had from it first. Rhymes. We had it first. He was like, what if a black woman was dating a white man in the White House. I'm like, I feel like this is something Shonda Rhimes did already. With, that is still on TV. Yeah, that one was a straight stove. I remember that one. Both <laughs> of them like, oh. Look, bro, look at the commercial. No, no, the first one was a reclamation. No, All sir, right. we're not doing a All retcon right. so of girlfriends. Reclamation. It's a reclamation. All right. This he nigga retcon girlfriends, dog. He reclaimed it. He, 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 he niggered that shit. That's what he did. He's like, nah, I don't know. Girlfriends was pretty nigga, dog. Maya this was all, super nigga. This is all, he said, "This is our stuff now." You know why? I'm calling sisters. I love how BT Plus be like, "Come watch our shows that you can watch on every other. Come watch our movies that are on all the time on the weekends." I also love that how now that everybody's like, you know what? We're digital cable, so then all of us are going to make all our premium shows that's going to be just like cable. <laughs> just, it's just a different channel now. I just, I, I, I look at Disney and I go, Disney made Disney Plus and legit linked up with Hulu to make sure that they would be able to pull in streaming numbers. Despite the fact that well, they still did. They didn't link up with Hulu. They own Hulu. I mean, yeah, they do. Well, that's linking up, basically. They bought it. So now it's <laughs> Yeah, okay. They bought the Hulu. Yeah. Hey, y'all want to come stand under our umbrella? That's what they did. Because we could use yeah, y'all's already this, established. They just waited until they own everything. They was like, you know what? Let's put all this shit out. That was smart. Like, that was, instead of being like, come to Disney streaming service, how about you just, you already got Hulu, right? <laughs> Here's Mandalorian. <laughs> that's that's all they had to do. Oh, and some old classics, Darkwing, DuckTales, Spin, all of that shit's coming back. Are we remastering it? Hell no, we're gonna show it to you the way you saw it when you was a kid. Come watch it. BT Plus was like, check out our new shows. It's girlfriends again. Uh, I, through thick I was like, BT, I'm not even checking the shows y'all send me for free. No. So, no. Out of here, I'm about to check this new one. BT couldn't even get uh the the Mary show. Like they didn't know if they was gonna be able to bring back Look, their own damn show, I, man. I love Star Trek. If I ain't paying for that, I definitely about to pay for that. Oh, you talking about CBS? Yeah, I ain't about to pay for that. I fuck with like, CBS. Like, no, women, Why Women Kills day. was great. I watched the shit out of Why Women Kills. It's over now Maybe. though. So I might need to cancel it because <laughs> I don't watch nothing else. You want to use my CBS pass? Because I don't use that. <laughs> I don't use it. I don't use it for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch Discovery. I ain't watching Picard. I ain't watching. I'm not watching. No, man, I show want to watch Picard. Captain so Picard much. got a spinoff. Yes, yes, man. Oh shit! And everybody in it, son. No, they played the trailer, man. 
they had seven to nine in the trailer, son. I was in there screaming. I was like, no, she yeah. did. Yo, she didn't oh, sidebar. There's a Netflix uh, little mini series about uh, it's called like the toys we love or something like yeah. that. That shit is amazing, son. Yo, so you have watched it? Then watch all of them. Okay, bet because them shits is fire. They have uh, like they have the history of Star Trek toys and how they couldn't get their shit together in comparison to Star Wars toys. No. They got so see Lego. Could they get their license into everybody? That is why like, that's they just literally slap their logo on any on toy thing. So it was like, oh, that's a teddy bear? Star Trek teddy bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, what this got to do with anything? One of them had a doom buggy. Like, they ain't never have a yeah. car. <laughs> they ain't never nope. had no... There's not, not a car. I've never seen anything on wheels in Star Trek. I've watched them all. <laughs> I don't remember. Right. Oh, my Lord. It's tight. They do that. The Transformers episode is my favorite, because Transformers is my all-time favorite shit. How long are we as doing As far as children's things goes. The Lego episode is fire. It's highly recommended. Anybody listening to this, go check it out. Also, if you're looking for another black show because you don't want to go see Harriet, you can watch Raising Dion. I don't recommend it because it's fucking terrible. But you can go oh, watch damn. it. Damn, I remember when it, they first started talking about it on Twitter and shit. I'm glad it's they got great, it made. It's a, it's a great premise. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's such a bad show. That little kid can't act. And I hate seeing little kids that can't act. But that little kid can't act. Look, when little kids can't act and then you act, and then you ask them to like carry a whole show, it's like, why did you do that? I hate you, every, you, every time that little nugget head child says abracadabra, I want to throw my television out the window. <laughs> abracadabra! Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even do anything! Shut up! Go learn your ABCs! Africa, da- Africa, Africa, dab that homework. Like, the fuck yeah. out of you. Oh my god, it's such a bad show. My people, y'all deserve better, but it's some better out here. So check the list. All right, we got voicemails and nobody cares. Hey, well, you are gonna have to care tonight because niggas was calling in. They was calling a lot for what, uh, bro? I don't know what we said. God damn it. I don't know what we said, but it's oh, it said some shit off. I'm not ready to deal with this. <laughs> hey, what's up, 48 Fram, man? Yo, I hope I'm not too late, man. I like, I just rode around, you know, little beat up, you know what I mean? Taking, like, you know, a fucking DVD back to the, to the middle store because I'm old, nigga. Um, so, like, bro, I'm going to email y'all this, like, the link to this shit, this song. This shit had me rolling, but I had, like to put off the side of the road because it's had me just had me blow, man. So I'm checking out my 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 VC Spotify. You know, I'm a weird nigga. I listen, you know, I listen to weird shit. You know, the first song was kind of like, you know, okay, kind of cool, kind of cool. Second song was kind of like weird, but you know, I can fuck with it, you know, because it's, it's it's cool, kind of weird. But then this shit came on, my nigga, and like I was listening to it, and like, yo, this shit kind of kind kind of weird, but just this moment, this song. And, I, and from that point on, I it was like this nigga like in the booth trying to sing this shit. And all of a sudden, when this moment come on, this motherfucker like, be chopping his throat. So I'm not silly and shit, my nigga. But I don't know, know man. That shit made, I had to cross the side of the road, man. Cause like, I'm just, I don't know, man. That shit, had me, that shit had me cracking up. But yeah, anyway, man. Hope you have a good week. I know. See, I, I do some of the episode. I listen to that shit, y'all. So have a good night, y'all. 
Appreciate you, bro. Hey, do you have the link to whatever that song I don't know is? What he's hey, what's up, Gram, man? Yo, I hope I'm not too late, man. I like. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. That that he didn't send you a link. What link? That nigga. That nigga's country as I am, bro. No, I, no, I, sir. I had a hard time. He I'm is. Sure. He is way more country than you. That nigga didn't open his mouth that whole time. <laughs> Over here, like I that don't... whole whole thing. His lips did not part. <laughs> Yeah, tweet at me the link at Silent X Media because I want to hear whatever the I hell song is. I don't know what link he's talking about. I'm like, I'm going to email. Either, but I'm just trying to make this happen. I want to hear whatever it is. Bro. Hey, man, whatever song it was. Could, did he ever say a name? No. <laughs> he just kinda, no. He's like, he man, because I, I heard the song, man, and then it come yeah, in. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Hit it with oh, a boom bop. And then I was like, oh. Uh. And I was like, so I had to sing y'all that shit. Like, nigga, get a name. He went to bounce right. balls at the bottom. What'd he say? What Vito? What cousin Vito say? <laughs> What he's what he's talking about? <laughs> I'm looking at the date because he sent this voicemail on the 16th. I don't see no links. I see some hey man, spam. If you, if you out there, man, if you out there, send it, send us a link so we can figure out what this song is. What is this? I don't know. Oh, it might is, be the song. Is that, that the link? Is, might man. be the link. <laughs> no, this shit's, this shit says prayer Play request. Link. It says prayer request. I don't know why I got that. Uh oh, that's right. Oh, okay. You had to lay some hands on somebody. That's right. Ain't nobody praying for me. Mm. Yeah, I was listening to that episode of Dissect today. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, I don't have no links, bro. You gotta, you gotta send me the link. But there's more voicemail. Maybe he played in a voicemail. I don't know. Like, yeah, my bad, man. I forgot. I forgot the link. <laughs> right. Hey, it's me again. You know, I always be forgetting <laughs> shit. You know, it's face <laughs> uh, air from face for the, for the Facebook group and shit like that. And uh, uh. Sh- God damn it. What the fuck am I about to say? Okay. <laughs> How do you forget what you was about to say when you called back? To hey, say? it happens to me, bro. I understand. Hey, man. You was probably been calling somebody, but man, still. No, you, man. Thought you, you thought you had it, man. That, that connection happened. Well, I, you know, I had this shit in my head, and I was starting dialing y'all phone number. I said, what they phone number? I don't even remember why I was calling y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Yo, you got shit, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, this nigga high as fuck, bro. I love it. So fucking high, yo. What is happening? Oh, this is great good for you, my guy. This is great. <laughs> oh my god, yo. All right, I remember now. No, I'm gonna ask you. Hey, what happened to you? Yo, where's you go? What happened to her, yo? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's my question. <laughs> what is he smoking? <laughs> I don't know what happened to Chill Dog. I ain't heard. We ain't heard from Chilling years, man. No idea. <laughs> hey, I said this oh. last time I caught it tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm home. I'm good. I'm safe. Hey, I don't know, man. I just had the goofies. I don't know what that was about, but I don't know. Well, but yo. But I'm still listening to like my my weekly Spotify and some of this shit is just kind of like yo like nigga I'm weird but this is weird ass shit y'all selected for me man so I just want to know like and I hope Deidre's back tonight you know hey Deidre you know I hope you man you know enjoy your time off you know hope everything's good with you you know but you know we miss you hope you hope you hope you back tonight I hope the whole crew is tonight but um so all y'all like what what's the worst song that y'all heard recently that's just like. The blue AR, just like how terrible it is, or like 
just like, what the fuck is this type shit. So I don't know, whatever. But just like the most recent song you heard just kind of like just had you blow like, like what the fuck am I listening to for whatever reason? You know, go ahead. Let us know. But yeah. All right. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. All right, so what's the worst song y'all have heard recently? Uh, let me find it, because I saved it, because I was thinking about talking about how terrible it was. Uh, where is that playlist at? All right, you got one, Tawan? Uh, I don't, actually, but I haven't been checked into new music this past month. Probably something by Lil Tecca. Wow. So yeah, I'm not a fan of that guy. Uh, hold on, let me mute. I gotta play this song to make sure it's the right one. <laughs> that's how that's how bad the song is. So interestingly enough, I heard the worst song I've heard in a while today while I was out at lunch, and uh, we went to this little spot, little Spanish spot, got some tacos, <laughs> and they started singing a happy birthday song, but they sung it like in spanglish and i was like oh first off i don't think y'all have the rights to this and second this is just terrible <laughs> oh happy birthday is in the public yeah. domain now just is just it get in there. okay yeah but, yeah it was it was very happy to be a birthday too yeah i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> like what the struggle the struggle don't just sing it in spanish <laughs> don't hit it with the broken it's like it. don't hit it with all that you better hit that song with your papers stop stop singing it please hit the song with your papers it's so bad I was, I was like oh this is hmm just bring us dessert <laughs> I don't want to hit it though more. god they were so dedicated too they was like we gonna get these words right damn it I was like oh no Yeah, uh, the happy birthday song in Spanish is terrible. They should, they could they could have just sang for least not be died. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> He's like that ain't the right holiday, but it, it, it don't matter. It is still a bit better. I'd rather it sound like Christmas than sound like this. Like, oh, I know where thing I heard recently. At least three songs off that Kanye album. You listen to that Kanye album though. That's your fault. I did. I think I got to track five. I'm not sure. Mm-mm. Nope. I did not touch it. I saw that shit pop up. I posted a link. I said, God bless. Good luck. And I went on. I'm not listening to that shit. I'm good, man. I listened to what, uh, Michael Kowanka's album. That's what I've been listening to. Is it good? I thought it was Kiwanuka. There you go. <laughs> I ain't about to argue I, with you over that man. I don't name. know. <laughs> I ain't a fool. I know I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Shit's still amazing, though. Man. Oh, amazing. Yes, yeah, Mike, Mike fell off, man. He tried to he find this to the, whole song. bad song. He's that amazing. bad song has, has now enveloped him. I was just waiting for y'all to finish talking. The song is called Hot Now by NBA Youngboy. Well, that's your first problem. Oh, yeah. NBA Youngboy does do some bad stuff. Oh my god! Hey man, I try to give the little niggas a chance, bro, because I like some of them. Bro. I mean, all his stuff isn't bad. I will say bro. that. I mean, I'm in general leaning towards not liking his music, but you know, it bro. is what it yeah. is. NLE I'm, Chopper, on the other hand, I like him. He's good. I mean, I don't know about good, but I enjoy his music. I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I already look at you weird if I see three letters in front of your name. Dog, it's the new trend, and I don't <laughs> like it. It's the new look. <laughs> <That was> it. <laughs> 
ZBG, Young, whatever. You like that clicking stuff. This our, this our click. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. Like you about to play it, Brandon? I am playing it, but y'all still talking about how terrible they are. It's in the background. Baby girl, I need that fan cause I'm hot now. Broke ass niggas with that plan, they get shot down. Plenty of money, bitch, come on my land, see what I got now. Get shot on them saying she get the spinning like a lighthouse. I'm walking through the mall, I'm trying to figure what the hype about. Dumb little nigga, I ain't with that talking, you get piped down. Shorty trying to fuck, I told her, hurry and say what you get your phone. Cause I like it. I said it's funny, it don't cost that much. She said, why you told that gun already? You just fight. Cause the day I put it down, be the day I'm out of love. Bitch, give me the recipe, this shit is getting the best of me. I need a bend through the headphones. This money ain't shit to me, your bitch a nigga ditch me. That's a bad chin, your shit with the chrome. I pull a jumped out. Okay, um, alright. I feel so bad for the engineers. Whew. <laughs> I, he, he would record that and he'd be like, yo, you ain't gotta mix it? Nope. It's great the way it is. It's great the way it is. Just leave it like it is. I'm not about to spend seven hours listening to this. <laughs> I'm nope. good. This will not get the RZA treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's terrible. That is just terrible. It makes shit like this makes me wonder why do I care so much about being good at my job? I don't have to, bro. Do you do though. I know. And also, can we make the argument that maybe they are good at their job, but the paradigm for what good it has changed since we began to love this art form? I'm not about to blame this on good. I don't think this is good's fault. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I mean, humans you know? are insufferable, period. So I'll blame it on us before I blame it on good. Good is a universal concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not blaming it on I'm not blaming this on good. Because it is, other people have could wait, wait, real quick. Before we start talking about what's good and bad, please do me, do me this one favor. Play "Carbonated Water" by Ski Master Slump God. Why am I playing this stuff? Play it, carbonated carbonated water. Yes, play it. I want to know what y'all think about it. That's the name of the yes. song. The song is called Carbonated Water. It's by Ski Mask, the Slump God. It's not like a nigga watching random YouTube videos on the toilet trying to take a shit. I know. Constipated. But wait, we got to let it drop. Okay, I yeah. Mm. 
I ain't gonna lie, that's a song that's gonna grow on me. Mm. I kind of fuck with it too. That's why I was like, Mm-mm. am I tripping? That's a song that the longer it longer played, the more I was liking it. I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, me too. I literally I pressed play and then I heard the way he started the verse and I was like, hold up, I can't even listen to this any further. I got I want to hear it with y'all at the same time. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I might uh-uh. fuck with it. <laughs> I, see, I don't I really see, like ski masks like that because his rapping doing. style is just too eccentric sometimes for me. I can't do it. Man. I, like, I, I like I, if shit. he if he actually if the if the fucking <sighs> distortion bass I can yeah. fuck with. It's him. Yeah, that's like the baby. Like that's the only like thing that that's carrying it. Like for, that's the only reason I can see anybody like is when that distortion bass comes on and everything mellows out. He's not spazzing anymore. Then it's like okay, I can fuck with this. And then he starts do the couple. Hit him in the trouble. But, but, but I can't so, do the rest so of it. there was one part of it though. He found a little pocket in his rap. Yeah, like when he gets in his pockets, he's cool. But like, that's not. I need the pocket to be a whole song. So idiosyncratic, bro. It's like these niggas leave and walk out the studio still rapping, and somebody's following them with a microphone, and they go get a hoagie, and they come back with a soda and some tea, and they can, they finish the song, and it's like that's it. That's the track. Oh, they were bad. Who's Guap Dad Four Thousand? I've heard of this dude too. He got a song on the Dreamville record, but I don't know which one is him on the song. Because yeah, he's on the song with seventeen people. Yeah, baby had a buzz down yeah. on the AP. No, yeah, is that I him was... or is he a rapper? Look, I was on the end of that song. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody was right. <laughs> Cole ain't cut y'all a check though. <laughs> Remember what I just said? Ari's yeah. still waiting for hers. <laughs> then he cut y'all. Well, check. He, he, can't, he, can't, he can't cut his old people check. All right. So right. okay. I don't I don't know how these voicemails are gonna go, but here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Hey, what's up, 40 Acres crew? I'm calling because I attended Sunday service. And uh y'all rip me up after I say what I'm gonna say. For the people who don't know, real quick, for y'all who know, y'all are like Sunday service, nigga. I attended Sunday service yesterday. I'm at Sunday service right now. For y'all that don't know, Sunday service is the name of Kanye's tour. This same dude that uh posted in the group. You're all right. Uh so I went there to make fun of Kanye because everybody likes to go watch a train wreck or whatever. I, I wanted to laugh at everybody was going. I want to see the cult like activity. So I sat there laughing, and that dumbass Chick Fil A song came on, and I'm like, ah, these people, these niggas get saved by Kanye. Look at this shit. This nigga Kanye falling apart. Uh, but as I saw people fellowshipping and stuff, I saw uh many groups of people there. I think he almost missed his turn. Nope, God did not want him to finish that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a messed up. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Uh, So, y'all, what's up, 40 Acres crew? I'm calling the uh, Sunday service evening. And uh, I went there to make fun of Kanye. I can admit that. I went there to see the train wreck. And the travesty and this nigga fall apart. Because uh, I'm not here for the Abraham Lincoln shit. I'm not here for the Trump shit. I've been saying for years, Kanye needs a real nigga in his crew to slap the fuck out of him and bring him back to reality. But I really don't even know what Kanye's reality is. Uh, that damn Chick-fil-A song is what he performed first. 
and I, I really laughed at it because I saw people vibing out and I'm like, this shit is trash. This album is subpar at best. Uh, the event was free, mostly, except for uh, VIP section, which was trash. But I'm laughing, and they're playing old tracks, and I can I I have to admit I was I was shaking a little leg to that, and I was like, oh, we got some old Kanye, but I dog I don't know what Kanye is now. This nigga is lost. But the minister came on, and but the beats though, the uh, music was heavenly. The the uh, the choir was killing it. And I'm looking around, I see all these people, like, fellowshipping with each other and everything. So I'm anti-Trump and all this. I'm anti a lot. But uh, what I'm not anti is people coming together. And I don't know if y'all... How y'all... Mm, that's how the Ku Klux Klan started, but... Mm. <laughs> y'all churches are, but... In the South, a lot of churches are still very segregated. So just to see people coming together, a, for a lot a of moment, churches everywhere. It did. <laughs> uh, I lost my relationship with God when my brother passed away, and it took me years to come back to Christ. So just seeing some people, even though they came there for Kanye, find something else, even if it's not Christ, even if they don't believe in Christ, find something else. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in how they were uh... feeling at the moment that they felt something that while they were there. Yeah, and yeah, everybody came there for Kanye, but I felt like some people left with something else. And I came there to make fun of it. I mean, y'all can rip me up all you want, but being there, I felt something else. Like I said, the church has always felt like home. So I felt like I was at home there. I don't know what is to come of this, but if, if people, and, and you know, Kanye is a baby in faith and also a baby in politics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, y'all. Uh, I changed my man. My man, Kanye gave me a uh, one-way ticket to uh, Wyoming, bro. And he told me I can go back home. But uh, I got on, like, all this uh, beige stuff and all of that. And uh, I just want to go home. King Yeezy, and, he, and then he like old girl that went to join the fucking the, to join ISIS. Got over there and was like, "This is not it." 
and called back, <laughs> he called back and said, Hey, Louisiana, can y'all come get me? <laughs> Is that what happened? Is that what just uh, happened in this voicemail? Oh, man. I appreciated all of that. What the hell? <laughs> Yo, I'm glad I didn't listen to these because. Uh, I appreciate that. All right. So, <laughs> if we're going to take any of this seriously, like, <laughs> if, if, if you won't get your church, go to church, nigga. Like, I ain't telling you not. If you won't get your Harriet on, nigga, go see Harry. If you won't get your church, go to church. I ain't telling you not to go. What I am saying, though, that just because that choir is slamming, that don't take nothing away from the platform that Kanye has built and what he has used his voice to do on the back end, on the backs of church people at this point. Like, it's not good. And they're using him for his name to praise to bigger masses. I get it, but I'm just not with it. I'm sorry. I can't support that shit. Like I ain't listening to his album. So I'll never hear how great this choir is because I don't care. No, man, the choir was on like one song. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm just, I don't want to be associated with anybody that's associated with him right now. Look, the choir that he had this travel, even in the little snippets before the album came out is a dope choir, but there are also a lot of dope choirs out there. Mm Mm-hmm. You can just listen to gospel music and find a lot of dope choirs. <laughs> I, I mean, I I do understand because we the the church is still very segregated and it shouldn't be because church in it, in its essence shouldn't be that inherently is a place for everyone. Yes, in its purest like interpretation. Yeah, and and, and I get and that's the thing I I get when you see all those people coming together and fellowship together because it is something powerful when you see a lot of people of different walks of life come together under the same purpose. But make sure that person that purpose is in the man that is Kanye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cuz cuz that's what happens. Like when like you know cults always start like that. <laughs> that was a bunch of different people all of us come together everybody was equal. We, we all, were all together. We all wearing white, drinking the same punch. You know, but the thing is, like, it becomes more about the person than the faith, and then that's what the thing is. Because if you go to church, you're like, you have a pastor, but your pastor shouldn't be the end all, be all, right? It should be based on the faith and and God, and that person is just used to help give that out. But like, if you go there and you feel something, and then you want to go to church, I would say go. Yeah, go back to church. Don't follow him around the country because you want to hear a dope choir. There's there's a dope choir in your city. <laughs> I'm just I'm just questioning. Like y'all, we we supposed to be here for God. We doing music like we black. It's a black choir, despite the fact that it might be diversity in the congregation, right? The the traveling congregation anyway, the people who come in to see this event. It's still black choir, black music, and the leader, the head of this, the back that everybody's riding on, the one that's getting people to come to the seats, is fucking Kanye West at his absolute worst. His absolute worst. So, I'm judging them too. 
I'm just I'm just like, why are y'all even why would you even want to be? I know why you would, because, you know, church folk could take you in, especially if you got some money. And that's just how I feel. Like if you can bring something and put a little, you know, put a little in the collection plate for them. Dang, oh, hey, brother, we'll save your ass. Absolutely. Especially when I saw some of the people, some of the church people who were rocking with them. Because these are already people who have mega churches and do a lot of stuff where I look at it with money, where I feel like that's kind of weird already. Mm-hmm. And then you're the ones, so like, you're the ones that's going with them. Because there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I feel like this person is trying to walk with God and all that stuff. And you can still hold them accountable. Yes. You can still sit there and be like, these aren't appropriate things to do. I know you, you know, we're, we're going to be here to support you because you part of the family, but you, you messing up. Like that, that can still happen. Like you not, stuff is not just let go because you under the church. Nah, like repent, get, get actually get saved. Cause he's not being saved. He's being yesed. And he's used to that. He just being yes to a him now. It's no different than the people he had in his studio before that weren't telling him anything. That have now, you know, disassociated themselves from him or came back because they still need that work and they still want them beats. And Kanye is still behind the, you know, behind the boards, a genius. He is not a good person, right? You know what? Flat out. He's just not a good fucking person right now. I don't care what nobody say. The shit coming out of his mouth, the stuff that he's supporting. We've been saying this about white people for the last three years. If you are a fucking Trump supporter, you're racist and you're terrible. Kanye is a wholehearted Trump supporter right now. And if you believe that it's, it's weird, I've seen people say that he need to get back on the drugs. And I've seen people say that he need to get off of the drugs because they don't know what Kanye this is. They don't know if this is Kanye that's medicated or Kanye that is so far unmedicated that it's just a new worse Kanye. In my opinion, I think this is medicated Kanye. And if it's Medicaid to me, that makes it worse because he's conscious of what he's doing and he's still doing it. With the, with the being Medicaid or whatever does not make you suddenly, suddenly like not being able to answer for your issues. Absolutely. You know, like, so I, I don't, you don't care which one he is. He's still fully responsible for what he does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, I'm just, I'm saying if there's a little, if you're, if you're not medicated, right, then there could be an argument made that you're just not in the right state of mind and you're just doing whatever the fuck, which has always been people's argument in support of Kanye to a very toxic degree. Oh, that's just bipolar Kanye. If his mama was here, which is one of my, one of the arguments I hate because they're blaming her or saying it, you know, him acting crazy somehow seems to be her fault because she's the only one that could keep him in line. I think that's crazy. Kanye always been crying. Kanye. But to me, it just hits harder if he is actually medicated and he is to a to a to a more degree than before, very conscious of what he's doing, because the things that he said in the clips we've seen that Kim Kardashian, the stuff that he has been saying publicly, um, tweeting about Trump and stuff like before, you could be like, oh, he crazy. He just unmedicated. Now, if he medicated, you're like, no, this is his purpose. And now he walking in the light with saying this shit, too. I can't I just I can't rock with it. I just, I can't rock with it, man. It, it just, it irks me so much. I wish he'd just go away. I really, really wish Kanye would go away. Things I thought I would never say. 
<laughs> the, I, I don't care if this man ever does anything else. He had his and time. The, and that's the thing. You gotta you gotta look at it as it is hard because I like I think all of us on this on this show can sit here and say that Kanye's music meant a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Like yep. help help define some of the things that we that we do that 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 we consider music that helped us grow, you know what I mean, from from a young age. Cause we're like when I mean when Kanye was producing, we were in high school. I think his first album for all this drop was freshman we year. Like yeah, like we were like eighteen or something like that. Eighteen, nineteen when his first you know, when his first album came out. So we you know, we we all we grew up with Kanye. It meant a lot to us. He's been rocking with me for like and, 15, 16 years, bro, straight. Yeah, and for so many people who are our age, that's why it hurts because all of us felt the same way. But Kanye meant so much to us. So when you see this, that's when you got these extra levels because it hurts. That's why you see people trying to make excuses because you're trying to, to, to not have somebody who meant such a major part to be less of now. And everything yes. like that. And it, and, and, I can admit that it hurts and everything like that. But I can also admit that I can't rock with what he's doing. I can't like, you just, I just can't. And I don't know whether, where that sits. Like some people are just be like, I'm not listening to anything he does. Other people like, I hope he gets this straight. Some people say, I still listen to OJ. It's it's a gamut of emotions and reactions because we're all different. And we're all processing it different, you know, but I think we can agree that right now, wherever his mind state is, is if it's not one that you can agree on, it is fully okay for you to say, no, I don't agree with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with you saying that. There's nothing wrong with you putting limits. I'd be like, as a brother, he put the juggle there. He was like, look, I ain't listening. I won't be up there and be like, no, nah, man, you should listen because you know it's cut. Like, I won't say that. No, that's what you, you don't want to listen, don't, don't listen. I still posted that's the link need. for y'all to that's, listen. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's your boundary. <laughs> all of us got to put our healthy boundaries up for Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> what, what keeps uh, right. I, we I, all got to do that. I will say that it irks me when people do come into Kanye forums and be like, but the beat's still fire, though. Dog, the beat was, we know. We know the beat's probably still fire, my nigga. We don't care. That, that's, that's, that was the part that was hard. To actually be able to say that's, that's not enough anymore. That the beats is fire. It's just not. And in a way, I feel like it's making, I feel like when you say that, it's kind of making fun of people who are legit Kanye fans that now can't be Kanye fans anymore. 16 years of being a Kanye fan. I'm not talking about niggas who always walk around saying that College Dropout is the best Kanye album. I'm not talking about them. Them niggas stopped being fans in 2004. I'm not talking about them niggas. I'm talking about people who have legit been rocking with Kanye for the last 13 to 15, 13 to 16 years. When you be like, the beat still fire though? Oh, you thought we thought they weren't going to be fire? That was never anyone's expectation. <laughs> it was like, damn, I... Wonder if the beats are gonna suck or not. It's always been about what he's gonna say out of his fucking mouth, man. Also, or just knowing the caliber of music he's put out before. Not to mention the beats ain't that as too. fire either. Like, it, it, just, I've nah, heard some people of them, really overrate. They're not as fire. Really I mean, there are some really <laughs> cool samples, but 
Uh, nope. But there, look, this on, is so much. You listen to it. Don't everything sound unfinished? Absolutely, one hundred percent unfinished. Like, which is not surprising because that's how they sounded on Yay. They sounded unfucking finished. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, you're talking about a person who we have all listened to has who puts a an utmost amount of polish. On we've all heard like Reggie several times where he had a whole orchestra. That he put in. I mean, even when he went all industrial and like Jesus and stuff, it was still polished. Super right. Everything had a everything was put in its in its place. Everything was was polished. Like on site is polished. Yes. You know what I mean? Like these ones just feel like everything is missing something. So like even if he didn't say all this Trump stuff, we would still be like these last two albums are weak as shit. Mid right, exactly. They're weak compared to what he's been doing. Yeah, like they, he could have been out there and been like, you know, fuck everything about Trump. We would have still been like, oh man, track two is hot, track seven is good. <laughs> like, right? Um, as a total, though, in, in its entirety, for the most part, just, uh, totality wise, trash. And I like a few songs off of this album. I like one song off of Yay, and he's, then I pretty much like every song on the rest of the records. Bet that's it. That, you know how I don't think people fully understand that. I don't think you understand to be able to go from college dropout to Pablo and be mostly entertained. Mostly entertained throughout the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. 80% at the very least. Every at time. The least, every album, at least 80%. At the least. Can you imagine? He was like, man, going through college, dog. I had about an 80% grade average at the least. Uh, it's <laughs> Yo, you like, fucking killed it, bro. Like, so you should be like, very happy with yourself. It's like watching a great uh like football basketball player and they're playing and playing and then people are like are they gonna retire or something like that and then they, then their stuff just drops off. They had that like, one season where it's like, like oh you, shit. like you was Bad killing thing. it. Like you like you've been killing it for years and then all of a sudden people ask it like are they too old for the game? Yo, it's like when you be playing FIFA or Madden or whatever, and your your character gets to like thirty seven, and then their stats yeah. drop by like twenty points in the off season. And you're like, what They're the like, fuck? Nah, happened? nah nigga. <laughs> it happened to Peyton Manning. <laughs> Bruh, he went from Super Bowl <laughs> to can't throw. Like it's just like <laughs> it just fell off. One year. I don't know. Kanye One trying year. to stick Hate around to see it. Kanye ain't sticking around long enough though to be Brett Favre, and nobody wants that. <laughs> no, at all. Just Nobody wants to be your far, bro. Just go keep coming back with these albums, huh? Reach what we just doing. He get a concussion every time you keep coming back, and you're like, bro, stop. <laughs> go go you know, sit down. Because he did he yay. He did yay, and then yay was just bad, right? And then when he did the kiss, he goes, you were like, this ain't that bad. It ain't. Was, was, I enjoy kiss. Was, was Cuddy with you? Was that what it is? <laughs> Was somebody else being like, no, no, man. That B, that B ain't finished yet. Right. But you got to remember. I'm not going to put my name on this song also if it's not like this. So you you say that. Up. You say that. But do remember in the same year, he yayed Nas. So while he might have did kids see Ghost with Cuddy, he didn't see no Ghost for Nas. Like that shit was. Yeah. But he and produced it. And he, he and there was nothing but fire beats on that whole job. Fire all the way through. On what? Wait, on what? They told him. Push a T. Yeah. I, I yeah, can't. You might not like the it, record. I but can't disagree with some, the like, Yeah, I can't, can't disagree with the Some beats. of his best beats that he has put out in a long time, just as a beat maker on Daytona. I mean, and supposedly he killed the Tayana Teller project, but I just don't fuck with Tayana Teller like that. But yeah, a lot of people were saying yeah. he killed that project. 
So I man, I, I don't know. I, I look, I had a little bit of faith. When I heard they told when I heard that first song on Daytona that he said, I was like, Nigga. Yes. You talking about if you know, you know? Dog, yeah. I looked on the credits because yeah, I was I like, did. you know, usually Kanye got a whole judge, like Kanye Ooh. is Mike Dean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, Beethoven was up there, you know, like every like it's all it's a whole bunch of niggas, you know, Chopin, like everybody was up there doing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chopin. But like this shit was just Kanye. <laughs> I was like, nigga, done went back into the lab, <laughs> right? Nigga, done pulled out two thousand, like, like a just the NPC off. And you was know like, what? Yeah, let's get it, yo. You know, you, let's, you know let's what it get is? back to this hood shit. And I was like, yo, I was feeling happy. I was like, man, this I ain't about to come back. I hate to put it like this. You you ever seen? And I I use movies because that may be easier for some people. But you ever watched a movie and like it's a person that's sick the whole movie, and like you know they about to die. And everybody coming to visit them, and everybody's preparing for them to pass. And the doctors is every time you look at the doctor, they just looking at you like, "No, nah, it's not okay. It's not gonna be okay." And that's how they look at you. <laughs> wow, and it's then, not okay. He it's is not okay. I'm not allowed. Real bad. I'm not allowed Death to say this coming. out. I'm not allowed to say this out loud. But it's definitely not gonna be okay. <laughs> it's. And then you walk in there one day, and the person that was about to die is up walking around, and they watching their favorite TV show, and you like. Oh my God, you're cured. Like everything is fine. And they're like, yep, feel great. And then they die like four hours later. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like, I feel like Daytona was that, oh my God, Kanye's up and walking around. Look at this. He's even making dope beats. And then we got, and then we got Jesus King. (laughs) I I, I mean, I like, I, I, Tell anybody to just take a random beat from Daytona and compare it to Jesus King. <laughs> Tell me if you think this is fire or not. Uh, so another nigga that I wish would just go away, <laughs> but he he's trying to make a comeback is Jason Mitchell. Oh boy. This, this Jason Mitchell decided to do his first interview in since the everything happened to him he decided to go on the breakfast club and do his interview i don't even think angela Yee is here so he is talking to two guys who are who have always been problematic with their opinions towards women from a black man's perspective about how a bunch of black women put him him being Jason Mitchell in a predicament that caused him to lose, to be dropped from his, his agency and talent company and every project he happened to be working on at the time. I think I said this in one of the groups that I'm in. If, if I listened to this interview and I could not tell that this motherfucker was lying, then I don't think I would be prepared for the world. Period. That's how fucking bad of a liar he is. He doesn't even put effort into it. Everything. This nigga sound like Craig trying to explain to Smokey that that was not him on tape stealing them boxes. And I thoroughly believe now that Craig stole them goddamn boxes. It just don't make no sense. I mean, they brought you in and said you were stealing boxes. Hell no, man. They ain't got me on tape stealing boxes. 
<laughs> Nigga, that's you. That's you on tape, isn't it, Craig? Still, you was about to quit anyway, won't you? What you stealing them boxes for? Jason Mitchell absolutely did whatever the fuck they accused him of because he has no recollection or exclamation explanation for why he's in trouble throughout this whole interview. And yet while he don't have answers for why he's not in trouble, he does have answers for why he thinks he's in trouble. That's so weird. That's so weird. If you don't know why you're in trouble, why you got speculations on why you think you're in trouble? Doing anything with her, but you was like, bro, I need to get home. Where am I going? Exactly. I actually had a girlfriend at the time, too, as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I felt like I was doing the right thing. But um, the next day, you know, they, they canceled rehearsal and everything. And they came to me and they were like, Jason, you know, we need to talk to you about this activity that went on. So, you know, I told them my side of the story, but it still felt as if, you know, I, I don't know if there was something that I missed or something that wasn't said, but, you but know. What activity did they say went, went on? Like, because if you just brought it home, what could possibly happen? Exactly. They weren't exactly specific with me about anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a little baffled by that, but they did pay me in full, you know, before I left. So I was like, you know, I didn't. So they never even told you what you were accused no, of? No, 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 mm-hmm. they didn't. And... You know, with that being said, I just want to jump out there and say, like, you know, for anybody who's ever been around me, they know that I'm one of the most loving, sweet people in the world. But if I did do anything, mm-hmm. say anything, make anybody feel any kind of way, you have my deepest apologies. Mm-hmm. Like, right. honestly, my deepest apologies, because that was never my intention to make anybody feel any sort of way, you know, I've definitely never put my hands on somebody or anything like that. But um, I think it was just sort of a, a a series of events that led to things kind of being weird between us, if that makes sense. To the, to the young lady? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think uh, that that Netflix just kind of made an executive decision to, to send me home. Did you drop her off to her boyfriend house? Um, no, actually, her boyfriend wasn't in town yet. Okay, gotcha. Got yeah, you. and we were we were like kind of staying in different places or whatever. So, you know, I just made sure she got home. But you know, other than that, nothing really happened. So, what? About- what? So let me get this straight. So you till you drove, you went out with your coworker, and y'all gotta listen to the whole interview to get the full story. I came into the back end. Supposedly, Jason Mitchell went out with his coworker for a movie he was doing for Netflix. This is not for the shy, but this is related. It's okay. saying that they all dropped him at the same ga- on but, the same yeah, the, the Netflix junk dropped him first, mm-hmm. and then everybody else kind of jumped on board after that. And then later, when they found out that the people from the shy knew even before then, because it was almost like he did something with Netflix. Netflix knew of his kind of find out about his thing. They was like, all right, cool, you gone. Right. And then um, once they did it, everybody else was kind of running like, oh, we kind of do it. Yeah. So supposedly, while they were in Mexico, whatever, shooting this movie for Netflix, and he was out with a young lady who was an actress, I'm assuming, on the show with him. She, according to him, was very drunk, and he did not want to let her, I don't know what Mexican Uber is, but he did not want her to do one of those home. So he got into the car with her 
and he dropped her off at her house with her boyfriend was what he said in the beginning. And then he went home and he said the next day when he came into work, they set him down and basically told him something that he doesn't know. They told him something he doesn't know. What y'all think about that? And ultimately they had to let him go for the thing they told him that he doesn't know what they told him because supposedly something happened with the young lady and that's all he knows and they let him go but it's cool because they paid him in full it's fine they they let they parted way ways with him he doesn't know why though they called him in a room to not tell him why they were letting him go when they asked him how it kind of went down in the car. He was saying, well, you know, I had her boyfriend on video chat. I was talking to him cause I didn't know how to get to the place where she stayed at. Right. Which when he's told it this way, have you had you under the assumption that he was taking her to a spot where her boyfriend was and dropping her off, which makes you ask a lot of other questions. Like why wasn't the boyfriend out with them? If they were in another country shooting a movie and all y'all were at this little shindig, why wasn't he there? Why didn't he come get her to take her back? Why were you taking her back? Some, you know, questions. I feel like if Ash is out somewhere and like one of my people's calls me or like a coworker, somebody will try to get him to tell you, Hey, yo, Brandon, uh, can you, you might want to come get Ash. She's a little drunk. We don't want to send her home in an Uber by herself. Okay. I'll be right there. I feel like that is how this should go down. But that's not how it went down. He then says, if you're listening to the part I played, he said that the boyfriend actually wasn't there. He hadn't got into town yet. That kind of contradicted what he said in the beginning when he dropped this woman off. So essentially he dropped her off at a location she was staying and nobody was there when he dropped her off. It was just him and her. Okay. That looks bad. If you're getting in trouble for something the next day, when you're telling this story and if you to conveniently not know what they were letting you go for or what you did also doesn't make sense. HR doesn't bring you in a room and sit you down at a table and go. So listen, we can't tell you what you did, but we got to let you go. Right. That's not how that process operates. <laughs> okay. So then he got into the whole conversation about what happened with the shy. She would have told me about myself in that moment for the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. But I. So now she went to HR about this heated discussion. Right. And was fired. She was fired. She was fired. fired. I was like, yeah, um, you know. Um, we, we could have talked about this before the entire situation. And I'm like, look, man, I'm not five years old. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm I'm, not really doing so okay. And she was like, well, we just want to make sure you're okay because uh, we don't want you to go home and self-medicate. And I was like, sorry, wait, what? You know what I mean? So, um, so there must have been rumors that you had like a drinking problem or a drug problem. Or I, don't, like I don't know what she had heard. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what she had heard, but I was like, I don't know. You know, you know, when you have those moments, like you feel like, you know what? The, the nigga is about to come out of me right now. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, I, I do best by just not saying nothing. Right. So I took that to Lena 
And Lena took that to HR. And as a result, she came back to me and pulled me to the side and was like, yeah, um, you know, um, we, we could have talked about this before the entire situation. And I'm like, look, ma'am, I'm not five years old. You know what I mean? You can't just tell me that you that you were checking on me and you don't know me from a can of paint. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like either you're talking to somebody else or you have some sort of, you know, preset notion of who I am. You know what I mean? You don't you don't even know me. You've never seen me under the influence of alcohol or any kind of drug. So when you said that, yes, it offended me. You know what I'm saying? And um it sort of turned it into a heated discussion and then I just walked off, right? But um when she went to HR about that situation. So now she went to HR about this heated discussion. Right. And was fired. And she was fired. She was, she fired. was fired. Right. Because right. she wasn't supposed to approach you after a HR Exactly. Situation. Exactly. Correct. And as a result, I think she sort of felt like um, me and Lena tried to throw her under the bus, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel so bad for Lena because at the end of the day, no matter what went on, like I was the person in question, not her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Lena has done nothing but create opportunities for us all. You know what I mean? And right. she wanted to put a, a black woman, you know, who she felt like could could handle the situation in charge, you know? So... It was just painful to watch, you know, to to see Lena have to try to save her brand from something that went on with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I don't know, man. Shout out to Lena Waith. You know, she's she's still always going to be a good friend of mine, near and dear person to my heart. But yeah, it was it was it was troubling to watch. So did people was there was there uh, complaints about your misconduct before they let you go? Like, well, did you have a, a record? I guess. Because the first thing people thought it was sexual. With, uh, with all the sexual harassment right. that's going on, they said he must be sexually harassing somebody at, at the workplace. Right, right. To be honest, you know, and I really hate to say this because I'm all for the Me Too movement. I have two beautiful daughters who I would like to be in the business. So I'm all for the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. But I think in this situation, Ayana tried to use it as a really, really ugly weapon. You know what I mean? Because Tiffany Boone left the show because she she got a better job, basically. You know what I mean? She put in two seasons with us, and she moved on to get a better job. But she didn't let, you know, like, like it wasn't like she went around and told everybody, hey, you know, I'm leaving the show, I got a better job, blah, 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 blah. They made it seem like Tiffany left because she couldn't take it with you anymore. Right, which is completely ridiculous because anybody who knows Tiffany Boone knows that she is, I guess for lack of expression to me, um, like the epitome of a black woman. You know what I mean? She has no kids. She's super successful. And if you try her, she will get you together right then and there. You know what I mean? She's not taking no bullshit. <laughs> She's not taking none at mm-hmm. all. Right. And, um, you know, I encourage people to be more like that. Because had me and Tiffany ever had a situation where, I don't know, I'm, she might have felt sexually harassed, I can bet my bottom dollar that she would have told me about myself in that moment. Well, Lena, Lena Wave called up in. She said that there were workshops and several meetings to, to mediate your issues with Tiffany Boone. Well, no, nah, there wasn't any workshops um, that went along with that. But at the beginning of everything, they always do like a, 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 a HR workshop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's for every, pretty much every production. Yeah, I, I would believe that every production does this. You know, they have somebody come in and they teach you all about the workplace and teach you how you're supposed to, you know, handle people and talk to people and all this. So there was no actual workshops between us. But me and Tiffany have never really been the best of friends. Mm-hmm. So season one, maybe like episode three or four, we 
we just told each other, look, this is, we just have a work relationship. We don't got to laugh, kick it, skate, none of that. You what, know what, what I mean? Made, what brought that conversation on? <clears throat> you know, me and Tiffany have our, our different views on things. And uh, that's pretty much all it is. We're, we're both people who, that are very opinionated. Okay. <clears throat> so, he claims There's that. So many lies. It's, bro, so many lies. if you can't tell this nigga's lying, this, this might sound harsh. No. This might sound no. harsh. But if you can't tell that he's lying right now, you are a fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you hear what he said though? Like, so uh, you know, what I mean, Melina said there was some workshops. I mean, they want to workshops. I, I mean, but it was workshops. a workshop. I call them shops that you might work stuff out in, but they were <laughs> workshops. Oh, did he try to? Did he try to put her down as a woman, nigga? By saying <laughs> because she didn't say something directly to him, nigga. The fact that, because she was like, I, I see her as a real black woman. She would have said something to me right then. Like, you you just going to do that. you just going to sit there and, and do what every other guy does that is a, like an abuser and does has inappropriate contact or uh, conduct with women and just be like, I mean, well, she didn't say nothing. She didn't say nothing to me. Now, it, now oh. I don't know. I don't know if you, and just listening to this i couldn't even take notes because every other sentence he either contradicts himself or he's flat out fucking lying or he tries to misdirect the conversation to something else and he does he'll make like a grandiose taboo comment or statement you know and i mean i don't really know what was really going on you know with tiffany or whatever but you know when i mean she's a powerful black woman you know we love black girl magic you know, that's what he does throughout this whole interview. You ask him a question and he redirects to something else to deter the conversation. But uh, were people, does he think that people weren't paying attention when Lena Waif was doing interviews and commenting on this situation? When it all went down and she said things like she had a sit down with him and they went to HR and she talked to him about it and she told him that he needed to get his act together. Like she's what, what, what did, what did she say? She said there was this, she said there was definitely a conversation where I called him and got really real. This is lean away. You need to be respectful of any woman on set. You need to be respectful of everybody. Don't treat any woman differently the way you would treat me. Uh, to remedy the situation, Wave brought on a black woman, Floyd Davis, as the showrunner for season two. Why would you why would you feel the need to bring on a black woman as a showrunner for season two? If according to Jason Mitchell, to what according to what Jason Mitchell is saying, the show is actually having issues because of black women. He claims that uh, this Ayana character was out to get him. And that HR had to let her go. Because she conflicted with hr rules she went back and talked to him after hr talked to him which you're not supposed to do and i like this is one of those interviews with charlemagne and envy are just terrible and they're terrible interviews because if you read this situation jason mitchell got in trouble multiple times on the shot it wasn't one time the first time they brought in somebody 
as a new showrunner, he had already gotten in trouble in season one towards the end. So they brought in a new showrunner. Lena Waif did after she left, hoping that would help the situation out because she went to work on another project. She brought in another woman to overlook the show because they were having issues with him being inappropriate with women on the show. So they figured if we put another woman in charge, she'll watch out for it, make sure he's not inappropriate. And he had already went to HR classes, said he'd get his shit together. Guess what? He didn't. And he was being inappropriate during season two. He was being so fucking inappropriate during season two that Tiffany Boone's fiance, Mark Richardson, who is Reggie on Dear White People, was coming to the shot set. None of this is mentioned in this interview. All of this information was out there. Lena Waithe had a conversation with Tiffany as well. And when she had the conversation with Tiffany, what did she, she said to Tiffany? I knew what I was dealing with on the show, but I wasn't made aware of anything going on with Tiffany until after the season had wrapped. And when Tiffany and I had a conversation, this is after season one, it wrapped y'all not season two, season one. I had a conversation and out of respect for her privacy, because the conversation we had was private. We did discuss stuff that was just inappropriate, inappropriate on Jason Mitchell's part. And I remember looking at her because we were fat because we were FaceTime and I was like, yo, this is not cool. I feel awful that you had this experience on my set. That's not pleasant. By the time the season had wrapped, I had a little bit more power. I had a little bit more clout. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do to change that. I'm a hire a woman of color as the showrunner. So I can already say that the idea of me hearing something and not doing anything just isn't true. That was her way to try to mediate the situation and put in some type of shield of protection or wall for Tiffany so that she wouldn't feel so that, so that she would feel like she had some other black women on set watching her back just in case Jason started to get inappropriate again. Right. So for this nigga to go in the fucking breakfast club now and say that this is not what happened and that him and Tiffany, like he, he understood her to the degree that he knew if she felt like he was doing some inappropriate shit, she called him out on it. And uh, trust me, I'm looking at Tiffany Boone, the way she carries herself on the show. And I truly do feel like that she did call his ass out on some shit. And he just didn't give a fuck because this was the 1700th time he had done some fuck shit and gotten in trouble for it. But he's the biggest name on the show right now. And Showtime isn't going to let him go because he got a bit more clout than everybody else. He's been in all these movies. There's Oscar buzz around many acting roles that he's done. He's never gotten the nomination he deserved. That's coming from the streets. I've even said that on this show. He's been an amazing actor and he had a lot of opportunities and he used those opportunities at his advantage to advance his career. And he was doing a really good fucking job. We just didn't know that behind the scenes he was trash. Absolute fucking trash. And then to listen to this interview, he's super trash. And Charlemagne and Envy encouraged it. There were so many points where they could have pushed back on this kid and they could have ate him up. They could have ripped him apart in this interview, but they didn't. And as the interview goes on, it turns into this toxic ass masculinity conversation about how if it's a he says he says she says situation the woman always comes out on top yet earlier in the interview i support me too is said by him which is it nigga is it uchi wally or is it one mike is it me too or is it (laughs) he says she says she always wins because if she always won the me too movement wouldn't need to be a thing 
But since you don't understand that because you can't contradict yourself out of a fucking hot dog wrapper, like it's it's just it's disgusting to hear a bunch of niggas talk like this. At the end of the day, it's disgusting to hear a bunch of men talk like this for 50 fucking minutes supporting this trash ass travesty of a Negro. Like, I don't ever want to see this nigga again either. He talking about he working on some other film. Fuck that film. Right. And I, I, I don't honestly don't want Tiffany or Lena to even respond to this interview because I don't want him to get any more fucking attention for this shit. Like, I don't. But at the same time, it is so fucking irresponsible to not hold this man responsible for what he did when you know he not going to hold him. I don't expect Jason Mitchell to go on an interview and hold himself responsible and take ownership for his actions. He feels like he's the victim. He don't know why he got fired from the shot. He don't know why he got dropped by. He got dropped from the Netflix movie. He don't know why his talent agency just let him go. He don't know nothing. He just knows that he's the sweetest, goodest person you've ever met. And now that he got custody of his two daughters and he got a little money, he's okay. And he, he started off this interview saying, I feel like the Lion King. And nigga, if that ain't one of the most, yep, this nigga about to lie statements <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. Shout out to who said in the group, like this nigga was, wasn't who shout out to whoever said in the comment section, this nigga wasn't lying. He truly was being the lion King. Like he, right. he said, I feel like the lion Kings. I feel like I went to a transformation into what more pure trash. You went from being just subtle trash to pure trash. Was that your transformation? You had accepted it's still a transformation. It's a transformation. A transformation. Yes. Yeah. I'm just I, I I didn't expect this nigga to speak, but man, and it's actually people on social media going, well, we actually don't know what he did. So I feel like this. I feel like people lying on him. But he's sitting right here. If he wanted to tell y'all what they was lying on him about, he would. He won't even tell y'all what they supposedly lying on him about. You know why? Cause they not lying. If they, what nigga, you know, is going to work their ass off to get to the point where he's gotten to in any career and just let it all be taken away from you without even know why they took it. He was so mad at Ayana for coming in there and accusing him of self-medicating. Oh, he wasn't taking that shit. The nigga was about to come out of him then. But when they took him in the room and sat him down, three times and basically gave his ass the fucking boot according to him without telling him why the nigga didn't want to come out then right the nigga was dormant alright y'all keep believing these halfway crook ass niggas yo (laughs) like (laughs) fuck out of here man this nigga's lying. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't a good lie either. Bro, he's such a bad liar. It's the Trump school of lying and etiquette. He's so bad. And then, and then, 
To add insult to intelligence, later in the interview, this nigga says he they they asked him about an incident on an airplane where he I guess got kicked off an airplane or he was belligerent on an airplane. Cause all of all of a sudden all these incidents started happening with Jason. All of these, you know, the, the onset incidents, the inappropriateness, the onset stuff with the Netflix film. He slammed the girl's face to the floor of the bar. There was an incident on an airplane or a Delta airline airplane. He starts talking about this Delta incident. And in this incident, this nigga said that Showtime had given him uh, free tickets and was booked, had booked him a room to go to the fight in Vegas, UFC, MMA, or UFC fight, I guess. Maybe it was a boxing fight. I don't know. Because I thought Showtime did boxing. I didn't think they did MMA, but it's whatever. They had given him some tickets to go. So he booked a flight last minute for $7,800 to go to Vegas. From Chicago to Las Vegas, he booked a $7,800 flight. And it was other people on the plane with him. It wasn't just his plane. I don't know if this nigga was supposed to be sitting in the cockpit. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. How I mean, if you buy a last minute nonstop, like first class ticket from Chicago to Vegas, you might, you might get up that high. Seven from Chicago. I could see if you was like, I might even tolerate if you say from New York to San Diego or San Francisco, like California, LA. I might fathom it. From Chicago to LA to, to Vegas, Chicago to Vegas, $7,800. And then he says when they, when he got on the plane, they told him to just go sit in the back. Bruh. Come on, man. I feel like if you pay $7,800 for a ticket, even if it's last minute, you still the first nigga on the plane. <laughs> But you were so last that they didn't even have a seat up front for you. I don't believe it. So I looked up a flight from uh, O'Hare to Las Vegas, McCarran Airport, tomorrow, uh, nonstop on American Airlines, and it's $1,163. First class. First class is $1,700. He brought five of those. <laughs> I'm just saying, seventy eight hundred dollars, bro. Yeah, that's a grip in three quarters, my guy. And I booked this flight. I mean, I didn't book it, obviously, but like, this is the latest possible you could get this fucking flight. Niggas was like, "Would you supposed to go past Vegas, loop around the world, and come back to Vegas?" Like, I don't understand, bro. How you spent seventy eight hundred dollars on a plane ticket? Showtime didn't spend that much money on getting him tickets to the fight and booking a room. Then he was like, and it, it wasn't even, I don't even think it was the flight to Vegas. I think it was the flight back to Chicago. No, that price I gave you was round trip. No, no, no. I'm no, what I'm saying, Mike is it wasn't the flight to Vegas that he, they wouldn't, he couldn't find him a seat on. He went to the fight. It was oh, the flight. Right, right. It was the flight back to Chicago. 
from Vegas. Where and he was like, ma'am, y'all gonna make me late because I I don't want to be the black man that's working on this movie that shows up late to work. He said, because you know how they look at you when niggas show up late to work. All right. I know how niggas look at you when you're doing inappropriate shit on set and you end up going to HR having to do some workshops and your ass get fired. Uh, right. But you worried about being on time. You ain't worried about not touching people inappropriately. You worried about being on time. Yo. I just wish, I wish people would stop supporting niggas like this. I really do. I wish people would stop coming up with excuses for them. I wish people would stop siding with them and trying to find how everybody, like trying to find a way for them to be the victim. Especially if they don't take any type of responsibility for it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. If you come on there, you could have came on there like, look, I was wrong. I handled myself wrong. You know, I'm working on that to get better. Like you could have took ownership of it and then people could have looked at you different to start. Okay. Maybe we, you know, we, cause people are forgiving. People want to give you a different chance, but you got to show something. But you come on there and be like, now nah, all this is lies and all this stuff. And I didn't even know about all this stuff. And then it's like this documented history of all this stuff happening in multiple places that yes, they talked to you. And then you were like, well, I mean, I didn't, I won't, I didn't know. Like, nah, nigga, ain't got time for that. Nobody on earth that deals in money and that and the the and has the goal of making money wants to hire you to a project invest money into the project with money already invested in you being part of the project and then in the middle of the fucking project they gotta fire you and they still gotta pay you and then they still gotta replace you with another nigga they gonna have to pay you know exactly why the fuck you got fired. And they told you why you got fired because they weren't cool. They weren't just nonchalantly letting your ass go with a paycheck. Cause it's always in their best interest to try to work it out. It's better for the project. It's better when you're on a time schedule. The last thing you want is a delay, especially when an actor who probably had a prominent role in the film based on his clout in the industry that was building. Right. That, that, them letting you go was the last result. That was the last option, dog. You fucked up that bad. And then they didn't just let you go. The shy let you go. And then your talent, your whole talent agency dropped you. Oh, see, I didn't even realize Nigga, that. Nigga, he got dropped by what, what? What was it? Um, oh my god, what is it? TCA or something like that? It's like the it's like two major talent agencies in Hollywood that you want to be under. They control. They're everybody's under them. Actors, everybody's under them. He was under one of those, and had a good person scouting roles and stuff for him. Jason Mitchell, we talked about um, Ryan Coogler earlier. Jason Mitchell was another person who was moving rapidly through the industry upward. Like, and then all of a sudden his talent agency, they're just like, now nah, we don't, we, we dropped him completely. We completely let him go. Actors be showing up on set doing the most vile shit ever and don't get dropped. 
Yeah, straight up. They got footage of fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Not saying that you Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he is fucking Joaquin Phoenix. But they got they got video of Joaquin Phoenix on set shouting at on set shouting at people and doing shit. Jared Leto fucking terrorized people. Jared Leto terrorized Viola fucking Davis on set for Suicide Squad. Like, nigga, Jared Leto ain't got nowhere near the filmography or the caliber of acting that Viola Davis does or the respect that Viola Davis does. And he was still allowed to terrorize her on set for Suicide Squad. So don't be acting like you just, you sneezed on a script and they told your ass to go. This nigga done got spit on his lines. He got to go. Yeah, people don't normally take the nuclear option like that with like their talent because it is, it's just too much work to unbuild that relationship you know what i'm saying like generally speaking you want to if you can still make money with that relationship you're going to keep pursuing it that's not even just in his industry where there's huge amounts of money invested in people in my industry it works like that at this level it works like that there's i've I've worked in multiple places where they got people they will never let go because it takes more energy to let them go than it does to keep them it's more expensive to let them go than it is to keep them, which is crazy to me. But that's how it works. So for you to be like, man, they just, you know, I don't know why they did it. I guess, you know, we, we just, we parted ways, you know, amicably. They just let us, they just, you know, we just decided it wasn't for me. No, nigga, they all had a conference call without you. They decided without you. Mm. Black man down. <laughs> he can go join Jesus King and get his preach on. He, he can do that. And while y'all getting rid of him, can we fucking get rid of Ti? Can we please get rid of Ti? Yo, I'm over. I'm so fucking over Ti being a thing, dog. Can we get rid of Clifford? Evil Clifford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you clarified earlier. Yeah, I, I, I got your message earlier. Yeah. Pointed that out. When, I've never called Method Man Clifford, so I don't even think of him as Clifford. That's fair. So break it down. What do you do? I already know, but tell the people. Oh, okay, so T.I. revealed in an interview that he goes with his daughter, Deja, who is 18, I believe, to the gynecologist to make sure that her hymen is unpenetrated. Which is fucking insane. To quote him, he says, this is the thing. They just 18, just graduated high school now. And she's attending her first year of college, figuring it out for herself. He said, and yes, not only have we had the conversation, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Now, Tawan, you said in the group that's not how hymens work. Can you explain that? My name is Nikki Lynette. I'm here with my girls, Jamila and Jazz. And we just got through walking to the A3C. You checking in with where's my 40 acres? Uh, hide the white boys because I'm that's part of my 40 acres. 